What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Florida's Hottest Locker Room. I'm your host, Alex Herz, along with my co-hosts, Max. What's up, everybody? And Sam. What's up, everybody? So, in our last episode, we covered the NFL draft, and that was only after the first round. Now everything's wrapped up. We have a couple special things. Max has got some team grades. Me and Sam have our insight, and we actually have an insight on another team Besides the Dolphins, we have a special guest on the show today, uh, our friend Jaden. Jaden, you can say what's up. What's up? And so he's from Chicago, big Bears fan, knows everything about the Bears, Bulls, and White Sox. I don't know. I don't know if he knows a lot about the Cubbies, but that's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're going to hop right into our draft recap. Uh, like I said, that includes grades from Max and then insight from all three of us with a little bit of special focus on the Dolphins and the Bears. Uh, so without further ado, Max, if you want to take it away with your overall draft grades of the 32 teams, be my guest. All right. So uh, I did some draft grades for uh, every team. So I'll just uh, point out some notable grades. So uh, the Cardinals, I thought, had a great draft. We talked about uh, after day one how they took Isaiah Simmons, the versatile linebacker, out of Clemson. But they also added Josh Jones from Houston, the offensive tackle, which I really think strengthened their uh, draft. I gave them an A. Uh, the Falcons were another team with a solid draft, maybe reached a little bit on A.J. Terrell in the first round, but overall, a solid draft. I gave them a B. I thought their best pick was Marlon Davidson in the second round, a versatile D lineman who will fit well in their scheme. Uh, Baltimore, I mean, let's talk about having a good draft. You got to talk about the Ravens who not only added Patrick Queen... Who we uh, we all raved about that in the first episode. Yeah, we, yeah. we loved that, that pick. Good. And they added J.K. Dobbins, as well as some other impact players. They definitely get an A from me. Uh, the Bills, one of the Dolphins' division rivals. Solid draft for them. They didn't have a pick on day one, but they took A.J. Epineza, the uh, D-end out of Iowa. I uh, gave them a B plus. I thought they had a pretty good draft. And if you're not uh, caught up with yeah. NFL news, then that first round pick was in the trade for Stephon Diggs, which was yes, probably which, pretty so, worth it. So, Yeah, I definitely, definitely. Uh, another good draft, you have to give it to the Panthers. Not the most talented team, but all seven of their picks were defensive players. In day two, they added two of our favorite players that were available. Yatur Gross Matos from Penn State, the DN, and Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois. I gave them a B plus. And uh, we'll, let, let's talk about the Bears a little. We're, we're up to the Bears. So, I mean, Jaden, I, I want your input here. You're the Bears fan. I mean, what, what do you think about the draft? Um. So, at first, I wasn't really loving our picks, but... As I looked more into it, um, I looked at the Cole Komet pick, and I see him as a guy who can help our team right away as our wide tight end, and he will like really play well with whoever our quarterback ends up being. He'll be able to help in the pass game and run blocking, and that'll be big for our offense. And so this was and, after, um, sorry to interrupt you, but this was after uh, Trey Burton got cut, right? Like he's not on the team anymore? Yeah, he got cut, but he's and been injured for a while, so... Yeah, and then this was also the part of the pick that sent Khalil Mack to you guys, and you sent away two first-round picks to Oakland. So this was your second yeah, year of first-round uh, picks. First pick, that first Raiders pick was—I mean, that first second-round pick was from the Raiders from yeah. the Mack trade. Okay. So yeah. Um, then our second pick, I really—that's my favorite pick of the draft for us. Jalen Johnson. I agree. Jalen yeah, Johnson. I love yeah. him. 
Mm -hmm. I think he's. I, def I definitely want to go a little bit uh, into him, into Jalen Johnson's game, because a lot of people don't know who Jalen Johnson is. And personally, in my books, I feel like he's going to be a immediate star in this league after a couple of years, probably. Yeah. If he stays healthy, I think he could be disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, he had some really good tape uh, at Utah. Really good, really good corner, especially in coverage. Mm -hmm. And he played all last year with an injury, so. Yeah, so it shows well. some toughness, for sure. Yeah. All right, so and, actually while we're still here, and I think Jaden already mentioned it a little bit, talking about the tight end. Um, Jalen Johnson, of course, being uh, six feet tall, uh, coming out of Utah. Um, I, I want to go a little bit on, in, into the impact that he's going to have on this defense because we know that they have one quarterback stud in Kyle Fuller, that's for sure. We've seen yeah. over the past couple years – uh, the second cornerback, uh, if I'm correct here, Jaden, has always pretty much been Prince of Mukamara, who yeah. is a solid guy, to say the least, but he does get beat time and time. And then, as of last year, the Buster Screen experiment worked some games. It didn't work other games. So, really. is Jalen Johnson, for you here, a plug-and-play guy? Like, is he going to come in and make an impact right away? Is he going to have to work his way into that start out as maybe cornerback four earn that starting position like what what is what are your expectations from Jalen Johnson so since we cut Prince of Mukamara I believe he can slot right into that cornerback two on the outside because screens are uh slot corner mm -hmm. and he plays in like nickel packages and stuff and I think Jalen Johnson can slide right into the cornerback two there's no one really fighting with him there for that spot we have guys like I think we signed Artie Burns. Oh, he's not bad. He's a boundary but he's corner. Not that, he's not that great. He's not. I don't think he's better than him. And Screen's definitely not an outside guy. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So, I think he'll slide right in there. All right. Yeah. And then, talking about starters and who's going to start here and where, one of the questions of the NFL offseason is the Bears actually traded to the ja for the Jaguars quarterback, Nick Foles. Uh, basically... A lot of people are wondering who's going to be the starter day one there. Trubisky didn't have a great year last season. A lot of people were talking about the defense as well. Well, the defense can't do a lot when the quarterback puts them in bad positions. Uh, Jaden, what was your guys' record at the end of last year? I think it was 8-8. Eight 8-8, eight. Eight eight, okay. That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, just finishing up with Jalen Johnson real quick. Uh, yes or no from uh, all of us is Jalen Johnson a day one starter I'll start off I don't think he's going to be a day one starter but I think it's going to be a really solid project that turns into a star for the Bears I believe he will be a starter I think he starts day one too uh, he may be a little raw I think you have to see how he does a training camp but if he looks ready put him in alright and so now we go to, back, we go to the uh, quarterback carousel that belongs to the Bears right so you have St. Nick, playoff Nick, got them to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Now he's in Chicago. You have Mitch Trubisky coming off of arguably the worst season of his career since his rookie year. What do, what do we expect to see like from these Bear quarterbacks? Like, Do you guys have in your head a day one starter? Is it all based Trubisky. off of training camp? Like, I believe Trubisky starts. I think he has a better training camp. But uh, I, I would definitely pick him to start day one over uh, Nick Foles. I think he's got the edge right now. Yeah, I actually agree with him there. I, I think out of the gate, Trubisky will probably win the job. I think he has more talent than Foles, but 
I think day one, Trubisky starts, but by the end of the year, Foles is definitely starting. And if and we go to the playoffs... Goes week by week. They kind of just evaluate him after every game, and if it starts to get to the point where they're losing and he's slipping, then I think they make the move and they plug Foles in instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with what both of you guys are saying. Uh, I think it definitely comes down to training camp, but um, I expect Trubisky to be under center at least for the start of the first quarter in their first game. Mm. No promises after that. <laughs> I agree with that. I kind of feel like the Nick Foles trade was kind of, I don't know if it's really in a mentorship type of way, but it's kind of like an excuse my language here, but lighting a fire under Trubisky's ass to get him to play better. So I think that's going to be interesting to watch. I think that personally for me, I think that Foles does make the Bears better if they decide to go with him instead of Trubisky. Do I think Trubisky will be the day one starter? Yes, I do. I think that he will be the day one starter. I think that, like what, like I think Sam said it, uh, with a week by week process, uh, seeing which guy they like more. I think Matt Nagy's a good coach. I think that he's going to evaluate it the right way. And so, uh, throughout the time, I think that, like, I think we're we're gonna really see if Trubisky is like. I think this is the deciding year, right? People have been saying it, but like. This is the deciding year if Trubisky is the guy in Chicago or is Nick Foles a replacement for a year or two and we go out and we get we trade up next season, we go for one of the big two, which is Lawrence or Fields, or we wait or free agency, but we're going to have to see on that. And now we're going to go... take the guy from uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, I don't think I want to do that, though. <laughs> we, need a, we need a guy who's actually like, I trust... I mean, a Carson Wentz <laughs> is out of North Dakota State, so... Yeah, but we, we can't go with any risks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, but just... Let's, let's trade just, up for one. Yeah, let's just uh, recap real quick. They did choose Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Just saying. <clears throat> All right, so switching over now, we're going to go to the hometown viewers, probably favorite team and the hometown team. The rest of the Miami Dolphins draft, we saw three first-round picks, including Tua at 5, Austin Jackson at 18, and Noah Igbenogany, I think I pronounced that right, at 26. We already discussed that in the last episode. However, the Dolphins had a very, very good, I think, rest of their draft uh, throughout rounds 2 through 7, really finishing up and starting day 2 strong uh, with some good picks. I actually really did like the Raekwon Davis pick. That one jumped out to me. As well as in the fourth round, I really like that Curtis Weaver selection. So, um, oh, fifth round, right? So, Sam, I think I'll actually start with you on this one. Give me your most exciting pick after day two, or like from day two and on. Day two and on, like you said, Raekwon Davis, love that pick. I love the amount of guards that they got, and Curtis Weaver. Going back and looking through his stats, man is a monster. I expect him to come in and play really well in training camp. As well as Blake Ferguson from LSU. You know, got <laughs> yeah. Even, even picking up a receiver in the seventh round, all good moves. I was on board with it all the way. Nice. All right, Max, I'll move it over to you. All right. So, uh, obviously, the big, biggest pick is the log snapper. I mean, why are we even wasting our time? I'm just messing. <laughs> I, I don't hate that. But, um, I mean... I mean, hey, man, Blake Ferguson is a college football national champion. Put respect (laughs) on his name. Yeah, I mean, but starting out day two by taking a mauler at Garden, Robert Hunt, who will instantly be a starter. It doesn't – he could play 
uh, any of the tackle spots, or he could play. So I think they'll move him around a lot this year, and it will be definitely interesting to see. Where, uh, Raekwon Davis, you guys already talked about how that was a good pick. Uh, Brandon Jones, I'm not the biggest fan of, but um, I think that he could definitely develop into a solid safety. So I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited for him to come in and learn the system. Trading up for Solomon Kinley, I thought was a great pick as well. Um, another alignment to have in Strobridge and Weaver going to help the defense immediately as rotational guys, especially so Weaver. Yeah, Weaver's great. And don't forget about Malcolm Perry in the in the uh, seventh round. Can, I mean, can we talk about this guy for a second? Because I think every single big news great. station has something different to say about this guy. Like, is he a quarterback? Is he a fullback? Is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? Like, do you guys know? Because I'm honestly pretty confused now. Go wide receiver. Well, so, you know, Lynn Bowden, uh, the, uh, I, I'll, we'll classify him as a receiver for Kentucky, who went in the third round, I believe, to the Raiders. Apparently, the Dolphins were really big on him. So when they struck out on getting him, they have a similar guy who could play all around the offense. I mean, I watched the Army-Navy game, and this guy, this guy's talented, Malcolm Perry. I mean, he was the what, what did he play in that game? Was he was he the quarterback in that so game? He, so, yeah, the Navy's a very run-oriented team. Well, I, so, I know that. They're like, they're like the, the, yeah. they're the Army version of Georgia Tech, literally. Yeah, well, them, them and, yeah, well, th- yeah, they are. And so he, uh, I mean, he runs them almost the time, but he played quarterback. So it'll okay. be interesting to see where uh, he'll play. I mean, ma- will he make the team? I mean, that's the first step. I mean, let, let me just read you a stat real quick. But sorry for interrupting you real quick, Jaden. But Malcolm mm-hmm. Perry sets the FBS rushing record with 2,000 yards from a starting quarterback. Now, yes, they are a run-oriented team, but this is a quarterback putting his body on the line, getting 2,000 rushing yards. I mean, just comparing that, that to the to bigger that, leagues, guys. Receiver. Yeah, how, mm-hmm. like comparing him to, like, a, of course, a bigger league guy, like he had the same amount of rushing yards as Chubba Hubbard. Just, just letting that sit in, so... Yeah, I think Jonathan like Taylor. I think they could even use him in like certain situations that like the Saints use Taysom Hill in a way. Like, oh, that's a, that's a good in. comparison. That's how Jalen Hurts yeah. is going to get used with the Eagles. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. That type of player has been getting used recently after the success the Saints have had. Yeah, so Jaden, I was actually going to ask you before I give my little uh, look into the Dolphins. I know you're a Bears guy, but do you have anything to say for the Dolphins fans listening or in your own knowledge of the Dolphins? Um, I like their draft a lot. I think they'll be good soon. I think by mm-hmm. not this year, but year after, after the players develop, and you guys still have picks the year after this one. So, all right, and Jenna, yeah. I'm gonna ask you one more question because we all went over this last episode. Real quick, one word answer. It's a yes or no. Red shirt two of this season, yes or no? Hmm. I think yes. All right. Okay, so. Time for my little insight on the Dolphins. So I absolutely love the Curtis Weaver pick. I'm so with Sam on this one. In the fifth round, this guy is huge. I don't know his absolute. I don't know his exact build, Max. If you want to give that to us real quick, I got you already. Six two two sixty five. Six two two sixty five. So. The guy is usually like six three, six four, sometimes six five, but this guy is still 
huge. He's massive coming off the edge. I mean, this is starter potential at the defensive end position in the fifth round. This guy is going to be a freak. He's going to be really good. I think that he's... and a half sacks last season. Yep, they that's why I was about to say. Yeah. And so ten and a half production. tackles for loss. Crazy. The pro- like the Max was about to say, position. the production in the fifth round was crazy. Uh, I was big on getting safeties, like other, like I said last episode. Other than the big three, I was big on getting guys like Ashton Davis from California. We didn't actually get to take him. But, Max, I'm going to have to go against you on this one. I actually really do like the Brandon Jones pick. I know that he was injured. He couldn't participate in the combine. But... This man did something else. He used his time wisely. He studied almost every NFL playbook, and he's still going over them now. But, of course, he's going to be focused on the Dolphins. I think that was really good. I think it shows that this is a smart kid. I watched his highlights at Texas, especially the bowl games against Georgia, uh, against other big teams. Of course, the Red River Rivalry. Yeah. yeah, the Red River Rivalry games against Oklahoma. I mean, this guy's a kid. This guy can play. He's hard worker. I mean, he flies around the field at the safety position, and I feel like that's what we're going to need in the upcoming years. I feel like he can take some good things coverage-wise because he's more of like, it seems like a run-stuffer, and then and then yeah. he can like he can take the pass away a little bit, but it's not seeming like that's his strong suit. So, of course, behind two coverage safeties in Eric Rowe and Bobby McCain, I think that's a really good place for him. And then uh, the other thing that I mentioned was Raekwon Davis. I love this Raekwon Davis pick. I absolutely love it. I love this guy. I mean, last year, uh, I don't know if he was eligible for the draft or not, but I had this guy going like a first round, like middle to end. So we're getting him in the second still relatively close to the first round. It's only a round later. But like, I think this guy's going to give us really good production. He's a run stuffer. He's got so much power. He is big. He is strong. Hardest conference uh, in college football. I mean, you can you can debate that a little bit, but that's in my opinion. So this guy's got the experience playing under Nick Saban and stuff like that. I think he's going to be great next to Wilkins, who's also a run stuffer. These guys can develop. Yeah, that's a good line. They can really develop into pass rushers, I think, as well. Um, especially this is the last year of Godchow's contract. So if we don't bring Godchow back next season, I really like this guy to take that spot instead. Um... And yeah, that's going to be the draft. Going back to Weaver for a sec, I'm looking at these stats. One season out of three with under 10 sacks. Only one season, and it was still nine and a half. So he knows how to get it to the quarterback. Yeah, and big time production. And just quickly about Jones, uh, like you were saying, uh, Alex, yeah, definitely his strength is in uh, the runs, but he's, he's, uh, you know. Oh, he's getting there in pass coverage. You know, he still can develop, but under a guy like Bobby McCain, who's used to playing corner, where that's pretty much all coverage, I think he'll definitely develop uh, nicely. Mm-hmm. I really do like that selection. Um, and yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for our draft recap. Um, kind of bringing it like in a different sort of direction. We're going to look at the. Uh, we're going to look at two actual divisions. I When we do the NFL episodes of the podcast, I kind of want to start doing this. I think this would be a pretty cool idea. Uh, we're going to give you guys a little bit of around-the-division insight. So we're going to start off with the AFC East and the NFC North. That is actually the Packers. I said the Packers. The Bears and the Dolphins' respective divisions. Um, Kind of just giving you guys like a quick overview of maybe what we can expect 
uh, about other teams' off seasons, their draft, and then giving you kind of like our really early, maybe some bold predictions, some hot takes in there. So, um, you guys have a preference? AFC, NFC, flip a coin? Like, what are we going to go with? Let's go AFC first. All right. We'll go with the AFC. So, of course, in the AFC East, we have the Miami Dolphins. We have the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, and the New England Patriots. Uh, Just some quick big things if you guys weren't caught up uh, in the NFL news. Of course, Tom Brady, the Dolphins kryptonite, the AFC East kryptonite, the AFC kryptonite, the Super Bowl kryptonite. Finally leaves, goes to the NFC. It, it seriously feels like LeBron leaving the East. Like, I'm just saying, like, that's that's that sensation that I got. But he goes to the NFC. He goes and signs with Tampa Bay. Um, other big things is that Buffalo had a positive record last season. They actually made the playoffs, and they lost in the wild card. However, they did put up a pretty decent fight. Um, the Jets, of course, Sam Darnold is still progressing. And then, like I said, with the Patriots, Tom Brady left, but they believe they have something there in Jarrett Stidham. So, Max, I'm going to bring it, I'm going to swing it over to you and uh, give us a little bit of your quick, like, couple minute insight on, uh, on around the division of the AFC East. All right. So, let's start with the New England Patriots. Obviously, have dominated the AFC East. They have, since Tom Brady has become the starting quarterback there, the only season they didn't win the division title was the year Tom Brady tore his ACL, and they still went 11, but they missed the playoffs. So, it's going to be different. And will it be Jared who's starting week one? Obviously, Andy Dalton, the former Bengals quarterback, was released today. He's been rumored. Uh, the Patriots apparently have some interest. Uh, you never know with Belichick. But um, I thought their draft was very interesting, especially the fact that they did not take a quarterback, not one quarterback in the draft. They signed Brian Lewerke from Michigan State as a UDFA, but they took two tight ends. They took a kicker. So, you know. But they did have a pick that you really liked, though. They did take Jeremy Chin. They did. uh, No, they didn't take Jeremy Chin. They took Kyle Duggar. Oh, oh, Duggar. No, right? Didn't they take Duggar? I mean, I like Duggar. Yeah, yeah. I like Duggar, but yeah. it was a reach. Yeah, it was a reach at that point. Early but, um, so, I think the Patriots, I mean, they're the Patriots. So, always find a way to string together, you know, a couple wins that they'll just pull out. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty average season for them. They'll be in the playoff hunt, but, but I'm not really expecting them to win. Um, the Jets, uh, I thought they had a pretty good draft, actually. Uh, I love the Makai Becton pick, and I'm big on Denzel Mims and Ashton Davis, who are their second and third round selection. Bryce Hall in the fifth round, the cornerback out of Virginia. Honestly, there's not many picks that they made that I really hate. Um, Sam Darnold, obviously, is the big question mark. Will he f- finally take that that we kind of saw glimpses, glimpses of in late 2018? Not really much going on last year. Um, I think they'll improve, but I'm not really expecting them to make the um, I mean, we'll go, I'm sure all of you guys will go, go really in depth on the Dolphins. This is going to be another year where it's not going to be the best record, um, but the team's going to play much better. They're going to be much more fun to watch. A lot of young guys playing, and uh, I think the big question mark with them is, will two... Um, so, I mean, I'm not, not expecting us to make the playoffs either, 
But the team I'm expecting to win this division handily is the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they went 10-6 and six last year. Josh Allen showed strides of becoming a better quarterback last season. And they added Stephon Diggs, who will definitely be the best receiver that Josh Allen's played uh, with. They added Zach Moss in the draft, who will help that running back rotation that was a little weak last year, but they lost Frank Gore. Um, the defense is great. I mean, their defense has been so solid. And adding a guy like AJ Epineza is really this Bills team, I wouldn't be surprised if they win 11, 12 games this year. And I think they'll win the division. I, I'm really looking forward to watching this Bills All right, Max, thank you for the insight. I, like, the great thing about Max is Max is always, like, that insight guy. Like, he's going to give you those couple minutes of just spitting facts, making sure everything's right, like, allowing, like, basically, like, setting a foundation for us to build off of. So we really appreciate that, Max. But, um, Sam and Jaden, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to take this part right here. Um, I thoroughly do agree with you. I think that, um, one of the interesting things as well is going to continue to see the quarterback play of the AFC East. I mean, of course, now with no more Tom Brady. I mean, you can realistically say that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the division. And so, unless we see something big from Sam Darnold, is his time as a Jet coming to an end? Yes, there's not great weapons around Sam Darnold, but I'd say that there's enough for him to show that he's that future guy there. Um, actually, being a little bit of an Auburn fan myself, watching Jarrett Stidham through college, it's going to be interesting to see how his game translates to the NFL level. He won big games in college so of course the college level and the pro level are two totally different worlds but it's going to be interesting to see uh how that works out um quickly about the dolphins yeah the most interesting is going the most interesting thing is going to be if Tua plays or not we've talked about this i don't want to go into this because like i said we've literally already talked about this so much however the fan base loves him the organization loves him he uh, of course his family and everybody loves him and the fans love him but when is his time going to come? Is it now? Is it next year? That's what we're going to have to wait and see. I'm willing to be patient. I don't want to rush to it. I want him to be our quarterback of 15 years, not of two or three years, maybe four years. So, like I said last episode, I want to sit him. So, we're going to see about that. And then with the Bills, like you said, Josh Allen really showed strides last season. They had a winning record, like I said. They got to the playoffs. Of course, it was a wild card, but they could probably win the division again. Or they could probably win the division for their first time this year that defense has always been the bills defense like you say that with emphasis because they're that good great line ed oliver had a good season last season you're adding aj epineza you've got some good rotational guys there, like latua and stuff like that edmonds is progressing as a linebacker trey white's one of the best corners in the league and then your safety duo of jordan poyer and micah hyde is still one of the best in the entire league so it's going to be interesting to see how Rocket Arm Josh Allen leads that team with new additions like Stephon Diggs. They held on to uh, John Brown, who was great in fantasy last year. So we're going to have episodes in the podcast where we do talk a little bit about fantasy, but it was still really good last season. And uh, yeah, that's about it for me. If Sam, you want to take it away? Uh, yeah. I definitely see the Bills running away with it, probably an 11-5 record or even 10-6 again, depending on their schedule outlook. But I actually see the Dolphins slipping into the second slot in the NFC or AFC East this year. I don't think the Jets are better than them, and I think the Patriots are going to have a really bad down year. 
I definitely see the Dolphins slipping in with the updated roster and much better coaching and more chemistry from another year altogether. I got him in the two spot. Jets in three, Patriots in four, but you could flip-flop the last two. That's my personal pick. Uh-huh. Um, with me, uh, I, I, I do believe the uh, Bills are the best team in the division. I still have... I still find Josh Allen to be clueless many times during games. <laughs> yeah, like but, but he, I still think their team overall is better than any other team in that division. Um, I still see the Patriots with their defense not really losing that many pieces. They're still great on defense with Gilmore and all their guys. And I still think they come in second in the division, probably around like 8-8, eight and because eight, Belichick's still the coach and they'll always mm-hmm. find a way. But... Dolphins are definitely third in the division now, and I think they could even fight for second here. And, yeah, Jets are still last. I don't think they're that good. Jets are still the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Sorry, Jets fans, but you guys are you guys are struggling organization right now. All right, and then the other division that we were going to go and take a little bit of an in-depth look at was the NFC North. Of course, those are the teams, the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings. Who actually had a surprisingly very nice draft. They they rounded out the draft very well. But um, yeah, Jaden, this is your specialty. You know about the Bears. You know about their division. I'm gonna start you off. Give us your little bit of insight, your bold predictions, hot takes. Swinging it over to you. All right. So with the with the whole division overall, um, I, I think it's a very uh, competitive division. Every year it is. Usually Definitely. the Packers take it, but. I think this year it'll change, but so I think we all agree. Like Lions are last in this division, hundred percent. I think compared to the other teams in this division, they're nowhere close. Uh, Stafford gets hurt every year. Their team isn't that great. I don't really like Matt Patricia, but yeah. Um, third, I believe, will be the Vikings in this division. I think they're good. Probably going to be around like eight and eight, but I still don't find them to compare to like their defense is very great but they lost a couple guys and I don't believe Kirk Cousins is that good still and they're gonna have a tough schedule this year and I think they fall in third um I think Packers come in second um I think LaFleur and Rodgers are gonna have a tough time getting along this year after what just happened on draft night um I don't think their team is as great as the record showed last year with their 13-3, and three, I felt like many of their games could have gone the other team's way where they got lucky. Um, but yeah, and then my take is I do believe the Bears will come in first. I think... Totally unbiased. This is your straight-cut, like, steel-cut opinion. This is actually my opinion. I, I do believe they're the most talented team in the division. I think defensively, they're probably either the most talented or second most talented defense in the league. They so they got even better than they were two years ago, in my opinion. Offensively, if I believe when Foles comes in eventually for Trubisky, I think they'll be a way better team than last year. And they went eight and eight last year and it was tough to watch and they were awful. And they still went eight and eight. So even if they just improve by a couple games, I still think they take the division. I think it won't be that high of a record to win this division this year. But we'll So see. before I give the spotlight to somebody else, I actually did forget to ask this earlier. Um, 
they they added a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, recently, we saw them sign Ted Ginn. Uh, I know that they cut Taylor Gabriel, but is there like and they added like Cole Komet and stuff through the draft. But like I know you said a little bit about Cole Komet, but Jaden, is there anybody else on offense that you're excited to see, excited to maybe help out Trubisky or Foles or whoever the quarterback is going to be there? So uh, yeah, I I really like the pick of our um, in the fifth round. We took a uh, wide receiver. Um, I believe it was from Tulane. Uh, his name's Darnell Mooney. Um, he's a speed guy. Ran, uh, I believe, a four three eight in the combine. I think he's might be that guy that the Bears can use because we didn't really have that speed option last year. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Allen Robinson is your all around beast wide receiver. Gotta say that kid, yeah. that guy's insane. So yeah, I believe he'll be that little guy that can help our team as long as maybe Ted Ginn if. He comes in because he's also a fast option. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Sam, spotlight's all yours. A little different from his list. I actually have the Bears. Uh, maybe one or two more wins. I uh, repeat uh, that real Lions quick. You are, cut out a little bit. Repeat that other thing that you said real quick. He's gonna be in third. I don't think they improve by any more than one or two wins. Not a big fan of getting Nick Foles and all that. Lines and fourth because their roster is just you know rebuilding slowly but surely. Uh, I'll go Green Bay in second because what he said about Rodgers and Lafleur. I don't think Rodgers is going to be very happy this year. And then Minnesota drafting Justin Jefferson, beast to replace Stephon Diggs. Rest of the roster looks pretty good, and Dalvin Cook is that man. Uh, so I'm going to go Vikings number one. So you're putting your trust in Kirk Cousins to lead them to the number one team in the division. He won the playoff game against the Saints last year. I think he's ready. The rest of the roster is pretty solid, too. I don't know how. I, I, I've i got a number one. I think Packers, maybe Packers. I wouldn't be surprised if they get over and could be number one. Mm-hmm. But my pick is the Vikings. Okay. Before we give it to Max real quick, I'm going to make my stuff super quick. I know I have a lot of to talk about on this, and I know that I have a big opinion on this. But I kind of just want to keep it short and sweet uh, real quick. I'm going to go with, of course, Lions at four. Because the Lions are, like you said, they're rebuilding. They're slowly rebuilding. They're getting better, but they're not there yet. Um, I see what happens with Stafford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say, like, two and three are going to flop back and forth for me between the Packers and the Bears. Um, I seriously think that Green Bay last season will not be the same. I think that we saw a huge jump from Zedarius and Preston Smith. Last season, I just I don't think that we're going to get that same production again from them. They both had 10 plus sacks. I don't think we're going to get the same production from them. I think that this the the just the lack of weapons I don't see 13 and 3. Just the lack of weapons on offense for Rodgers is just not there. You saw last year when teams were double team Devontae Adams and really take him out of the game. Rodgers was struggling to find other wide receivers. It's not like they really got that many other guys to help him out there. Um, I think that the running game is still going to be great with the Jones and uh, uh, I can't think of the other guys. Name. Oh, AJ Jones, Dillon. yeah, Dylan Williams. I think that they're. I think that that tandem is still going to be good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give the edge to the Bears here. I'm gonna put the Bears in two, Packers in three. I think the Bears defense. Pretty much improved. Uh, I'm fine with them leaving Amukamara. They went out and got Burns. I really like the Jalen Johnson, as we said. I feel like whatever quarterback gets in there, one of them 
I'm not saying one of them because I like I'm not saying which one because I don't know which one right now but one of them will find their stride and I feel like they will pick it up help that defense out because that defense is still insane they're still great and they're gonna find their way but Sam I know I just talked a little bit of crap about Kirk Cousins but that team is really talented they beat the Goliath and the Saints last season okay that defense is still really solid Anthony Barr Kendricks um, I know that they let Griffin go, but Hunter is still amazing. The safeties are good. I don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Harris, but that team is still really good, and I feel like the replacement of Justin Jefferson, uh, I feel like adding Justin Jefferson and getting rid of Stephon Diggs is not going to be the biggest shot in the arm for them, and they're still going to end up being really good. Still have Thielen and Rudolph, too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Still a deep core of options for Cousins to work with. And, and Cook out of the backfield. With other running backs they have signed, like yeah, I think they're set. They should be. Yeah. All right, and Max, last but not least, least, wow, Leaf. <laughs> uh, speaking of Leaf, uh, Leaf Erickson, the uh, Viking explorer. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm not in the same boat as as you Viking guys. I mean, really? I love the draft, but let's be real, like I'm. I'm sorry, but that team is just not gonna go anywhere. Like, look, congrats. You you won a playoff game, okay? Everyone knows you weren't being the Niners. Like, oh, you made it this far with Case Keenum, and then you got absolutely shredded in the NFC. Like, this team, I just can never this see this team playing in a Super. I know, but this isn't a Super Bowl team. Like, I I, I understand, but. All right, so, I don't think there's but, any other team in the division though that's Super Bowl. I don't think Packers can go there, and I don't think you know Bears and Lions are a couple of years off. I don't think either of them contend as much as the Vikings do right now. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's start the bottom. I mean, every division has to have a bottom feeder, and I I really like what Detroit's doing, but you got to make a couple changes. One quarterback, I like Stafford. Um, you got to move on eventually. You're not going to win with him. Two, you need a new coach. Sorry, but they drafted pretty well. Yeah, they drafted pretty well that uh, this year, but they'll finish bottom. Third, I, I actually have... I think the top three are all really close. I could see any three of them winning the division. Um, I'll just slot the Bears in third because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. I feel really strongly about their defense. I think they had a good offseason, but until a quarterback establishes them, um, I don't really see them finishing higher than third, but I think they'll be a competitive. Uh, I have the Vikings at number. Uh, I really like their draft, and I just, you know, I'm just not the biggest. That's just how I'll put it. I just don't really. I, I get that they're a talented roster, but um, I don't really see them putting it all together for really successful. And in first, even though I think they will decline uh, from last year I think there's no way Aaron, Jor- Aaron Jones sorry, scores 18 times again that won't happen they won too many close games but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a chip where he's going to come in this year they didn't help him but you know what he's going to show them that he you know what he's too, too good that they don't even deserve to have and he's going to show out this year he's going to have a fantastic and I think that the Packers We'll win the division. All right. Thank you, Max. I think that was a pretty good insight. Um, 
we're really going to start wrapping up this episode here, guys. We went a lot. We gave you guys pretty much a full draft recap and then uh, eight teams, pretty much, like a little bit of like an overview analysis, kind of just gave you kind of like the cherry on top in a way. Um, so really quickly, uh, episodes one, two, three, and four of The Last Dance. Uh, of course, that's Michael Jordan's 10-part five-week documentary series that have been coming out. Uh, two weeks have already gone. We're looking forward to the next three weeks of it. Um, I just want to hear your guys' favorite part real quick and then what you're looking forward to in the previews that we've seen for the upcoming episodes. If you want, uh, Max, I'll go with you first. All right, sure. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the, uh, the series, obviously, uh, to see the insight. I, I uh, want to say last week that if you hadn't seen the 30 for 30 on the Bad Boy Pistons, that's definitely something you should watch. Take some time and watch but uh, obviously, they're one of the most interesting teams. And, you know, like, they were really ruthless. So to see the insight there, I, I thought it was interesting. And uh, obviously, Dennis Rodman's great. So how could you not love Dennis Rodman? He, he made the episode. Yeah. All right, Sam. Give me your, your best thing and what you're looking forward to. Definitely. What Max said, Dennis Rodman, one of my favorites. I love that guy endlessly. Watching him get all that solo attention was awesome. And the Bad Boy Pistons, watching Isaiah Thomas talk and talk. Oh, that the last week's episode was a really good one, and I'm excited to see what they have this week. Mm -hmm. All right, Jen, I'm going to save you for last because you are that Chicago kid. Um, Honestly, guys, I, like, I love Rodman. I love the whole segment about the Bad Boy Pistons. I love the insight on Jordan, but I just got to say, like, I can't choose one thing. The overview, being this next generation that we are, not being able to grow up and watch Jordan. Like, we're still watching arguably the greatest in LeBron James, but not being able to watch Jordan, not being able to watch that physical, hard, smash-mouth game of basketball that it once was. It's just incredible. I've loved watching all four episodes. I can't wait for the next few. And I'm not 100% sure about this, but... From what it looks like in the previews, we're going to get some Kobe Bryant insight, his opinions yeah, on Jordan. That. Yeah, like Kobe modeled his game after Jordan. He said it multiple times. Of course, RIP Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. He's no longer with us. Uh, I looked up to him so much as a kid, uh, watching him play, watching him play against Dwayne Wade, of course, who is my number one idol. I think it's going to be great hearing uh, Kobe's opinion on, like we've said, arguably the greatest player of all time in Michael Jordan. And, uh, yeah, Jaden, finish it up, and then we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah, so I've really enjoyed the series so far. Um, my favorite part, to be honest, is, like, all the insight of how much, like, tension there was within the organization with, like, Jerry Krause and all of them and how much, like, each player hated him and how Scottie Pippen, like, didn't even want to play that last year. Really the Pippin thing uh, was was really yeah. cool to watch. Yeah, I think that was all crazy of how much they all hated each other, and they still went out there and won six championships. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up episode number two. Uh, we thank you guys for coming back and checking into the hottest locker room. Um, really appreciate the support on the first episode, guys. Like we always say, remember to tell your friends. Remember to get new people to watch it. Uh, we like to be very inclusive. Uh, give you guys like our opinions hot takes bold takes everything like that first like I said the first episode support was crazy good We appreciate that guys uh, make sure every episode you guys come back here like I said share and yeah We just 
I'm honestly just kind of like speechless. Like, just thank you guys so much for the support. Um, yeah, that's gonna wrap up the episode. Uh, I'm gonna say our quick goodbyes from all of us. Uh, if you guys want to start, I don't know who wants to go first, but. Uh, I'll just go, you know. Uh, once again, thank you guys for all the support. We really appreciate it. Make sure to uh, share the podcast. And uh, we'd love to, you know, we, we feel really inclusive. And we love to talk about our opinions. We just love sports as much as all you guys do. So we just love to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sam, you go. Thank everyone so much for streaming the first episode. Hope we get that same energy on this one and all the ones that come. But we are excited. Always have new listeners and go tell everyone you know. Come tune in. Anyone who's a sports fan, to tune into our podcast. Get some good information on them. Mm-hmm. And I think Time I speak on. Uh, I think I speak on behalf of three of us. We appreciate Jaden coming out here today, giving us like a little unique insight. Being, of course, a huge Chicago fan, being from Chicago as well. Uh, Jaden, we really appreciate that. If you've got anything to say to the audience, uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, if you guys need me again, let me know. Um, I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Pleasure's all ours. Thank you for coming on the show. And for me, like I said, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for sharing. Like Sam said, I really like that actually. Keep the same energy. Uh make sure same you guys keep, this week. Yeah, really? uh keep sharing, keep supporting. We really appreciate you guys. And yeah, that's gonna be it for us from Florida's Hottest Locker Room. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. See ya.